Welcome to Today on Broadway for Thursday, May 23rd, 2019. I'm Broadway World's Matt Tamanini. And I am Broadway star's James Marino. James, I am uh, a, a little concerned because um, I, I think as I talked about before, I have a monitor during the day that's always set up and I'm always just kind of keeping an eye on social media, both for personal and professional reasons. Um, and, and I really am starting to get a little bit of FOMO, not necessarily fear because it's already over, but like, I don't understand any of these Game of Thrones jokes that people yeah. are making. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I'm missing out. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, you need to uh, talk at Rob Johnston. He can walk you through most of them, uh, if not all of them, I'm, I'm sure. I, I just, I, I like, I, I, I never really cared. I mean, I still don't, but like, I, I, I feel, I feel bad not being a part of this cultural moment. Did you like, see I, that uh, the boys over got, uh, at uh, Pod Save America? They uh, did a whole Game of Thrones episode. It was very, very funny. Okay. Well, I wouldn't have gotten any of the jokes. Well, I, I think I've only made it through one or two episodes of season one of Game of Thrones, and I laughed a lot during the Pod Save America thing. So I don't think you necessarily need to. Uh, you know, sort of like the Harry Potter play. You don't really need to know Harry Potter, but it helps, you know. But uh, I, I still enjoyed the Pod Save America Game of Thrones episode. Okay. Well, good to know. I I, I don't feel bad because apparently – I don't feel as bad because apparently the last two episodes kind of sucked. But um, I still feel left out. I feel a little shunned like I was back in middle school or something. Oh, you know, <laughs> you are not alone. You are not alone. Thank you. Uh, and and Matt, you sound as though you are uh, you are an airline pilot uh, coming in, uh, welcoming people onto the plane. So you should just say that uh, Matt is not in his normal location. He's in a secluded location. Uh, in a bunker. To, in a bunker, yes. Exactly. All right. So first up in the news, uh, show and casting news. What do we got? All right, James. Let's start with the news that at one point was going to lead off yesterday's show. Oh, that and that one. Yeah, that that one. <laughs> it's not as big. I think we probably made it out to be bigger than it actually is. But anyway, um, that is two new the two new individuals that will be replacing Samantha Barks and Andy Carl as the leads in Pretty Woman on Broadway as the show moves into its second year. Crazily enough, it did start performances in the third week of July last year. So it is coming up on its one year anniversary. Mm-hmm. So beginning on July 22nd, Jillian Mueller, who is currently in the show's ensemble Another and Mueller? understudies Barks. No, she is not related to Jesse or Abby oh. or Matt, who is in Harry Potter. Um, but Jesse or Jillian Mueller, see, you got me or not related to Rob uh, or to, uh, Anyway, no no reports. Muller. Mm -hmm. Anyway, so um, she will be taking over the role of Vivian while Brennan Hunt, who famously hurt himself during a dress rehearsal causing Rent Live to become mostly Rent Not Live. Uh, What did we call it? Uh, Rent Not Live? Almost Live? Yeah. Yeah, Anyway, so he, he was playing Roger in that. He will succeed Carl as Edward. Now, a few notes here. Hunt is 34 years old and probably reads even younger than that. A considerable age difference of how uh, to how that part has been played on stage and screen before. Also, as I have said uh, in the past, I have always thought that after his two short week long stints, Adam Pascal will eventually play Edward full time on either Broadway or on tour. And he very well might. But it is interesting to me that the guy who played Roger on Rent Live is doing it instead of the guy who originated the role of Roger. So kind of interesting there. And finally, if you're thinking, wow, Brennan Hunt, not really a big star. Jillian Mueller, not a star at all. 
Jillian Mueller, just for being 24 years old and taking over this role, she has a ton of experience. This is her fourth Broadway show, including two turns through How the Grinch Stole Christmas as a Child. She's toured in American Idiot and Flashdance and was the original baby in the dancing and in the Dirty Dancing tour. So she's got plenty of chops, and people who have seen her on in the role as the understudy during the first year have raved about her. So I think that this is going to be a great casting. And also, she was uh, the babe... Uh, in the share show during all of the workshops and uh, eventually was replaced by Michaela Diamond as all three of the, the shares that did the workshops were replaced before Chicago. But uh, she's got plenty of talent, so I think this should be a pretty interesting one. You know why she can do this? Why is that? Because nobody puts baby in the corner. That's right. Nobody does. Uh, that, that and Pretty Woman are fairly close in time. But yeah. uh, anyway, so next up, this is an interesting story here, James, and one that's close to my heart. Yesterday was announced that the Cleveland Musical Theater, in partnership with Rent the Runway, the Black Tux, and Mac Cosmetics, okay, will present a star-studded New York concert of Into the Woods in July at the Town Hall. The show will star four big Broadway names, all of whom, like me, have roots in Ohio. Tony winner Alice Ripley, who grew up in Cleveland, will play the witch. Tony Yazbeck, who went to the Cincinnati Conservatory of Music, will play the baker. Kate Schindel, who was born in Toledo, will play the baker's wife. And Betsy Wolf, who also went to CCM, will play Cinderella. Also in the cast will be Caitlin Houlihan, John Riddle, Zach Adkins, Matt Bogart, and more. The show will take place on July 7th, and tickets go on sale May 28th. They did name a lot of the, the cast members for the show, but they did say some others will be announced I didn't see anyone for Rapunzel, so um, definitely some some other potential names coming from there. Uh, and James, uh, next up, yesterday Pride Plays announced the initial casting for their readings of plays to commemorate the 50th anniversary of the Stonewall Uprising, included in the festival running June 20th through June 24th, will be Beth Malone, Mario Cantone, Robin Jesus, John Glover, Penny Fuller, Judy Gold, Lou Libatori, uh, Jason Tam, Taylor Trench, Michael Urey, and more. And finally, to close out this section, stage and screen star Eric Bergen will be returning to his role as Dr. Pometer in Waitress on Broadway beginning on June 4th. So lots of news, nothing really earth shattering there, but a lot of stuff to get through yesterday. All right. Uh, next up, winners are announced for the 2019 Off-Broadway Alliance Awards. Yes, sir. Yesterday, the Off-Broadway Alliance announced their ninth annual award winners, which were for Best New Musical, Renaissance, Best New Play, What the Constitution Means to Me. James, I am not going to go out and say at this point that, yeah, that What the Constitution Means to Me is going to beat the Ferryman. Obviously, for Off-Broadway Alliance Awards, the Ferryman isn't eligible, but What the Constitution Means to Me has won a lot of awards. So, and and definitely the cultural and political moment is definitely shifting towards the importance of this show. So I'm I'm not predicting an upset at the Tonys, but I'm not not predicting it. Um, But anyway, we can plenty of time to talk about that. Best musical revival was Fiddler on the Roof in Yiddish. Best play revival, Uncle Vanya. Revival, Uncle Vanya. Best unique theatrical experience, Nassim. Best solo performance, Accidentally Brave by Maddie Corman. And best family show for Pips Island. Okay. So the reviews are in for Best Walls Continuity. Yes, James. Uh, this is the new play that opened up for the Manhattan Theater Club over at the New York City Center earlier this week with a script by the great Bess Wallace, directed by Rachel Chavkin, who's also been fairly busy this spring. Um, in the uh, the setup for the show is 
a sheet of ice sits in the desert of New in the desert of New Mexico. A mad eco terrorist plants a bomb in order to save humankind. But it's actually all a movie. A beleaguered film crew tries to get in one last shot before losing the light. In continuity, storytelling and science collide with hilarious and devastating consequences. The play asks, how do we keep going when hope can seem as fictional as a Hollywood ending? Jesse Green from the New York Times did not love this one. He wrote, quote, the themes of the play never cohere except in the title, which refers to two otherwise unrelated problems, keeping a movie consistent from scene to scene and keeping humankind alive from generation to generation. That split might not matter if either the comedy or the drama were successful on its own terms, but with only a few throwaway exceptions, the comedy wilts and the drama with no stageable crisis fizzles. You're left with a title with little to do, but admire Miss Wall's clever connections and end time puns. The movie term losing the light, for instance, cuts two ways in a play about extinction. Now, Sarah Holdren of Vulture disagrees, writing, quote, Wall's dialogue is sharp and sprightly, confident and fluid through both the casual banter and the leaps into big emotions and ideas. Though the movie's onset science advisor, Larry, eventually busts out with a reprimand, not malicious, just full of a scientist's sad skepticism that brings Maria and her crew to their knees, will nimbly avoid speechifying. No one holds forth in continuity, at least never in a way that flattens character in service of message. People stay people messy and maddening and well-intentioned rather than becoming mouthpieces. Director Rachel Chavkin leans into the humor just enough, keeping the action swift and the escalating comedy of errors on Maria's set buoyant and amusing in that familiar backstage way until it's not. Tom Gear of The Rap sides with Holden. Ryan, quote, Rachel Chavkin directs continuity with a fine balance between artificiality and realism consistent with Wool's script, which has iceberg-like depths beneath its surface pleasures. Now, James, this show is currently running through June 9th at uh, the New York City Center. And I'm super duper hoping that extends an extra week so that I have the opportunity to see this. I love Best Wall. I love Rachel Chavkin. And I'm, I'm really hoping that this one gives us an extra week so I can fit it in on my trip that I may or may not be making in June. Yes, you may or may not be making. But uh, if you do not make it, you will lose an awful lot of money in non-refundable tickets. I seriously <laughs> will. Although I know someone who works for StubHub, so maybe I can... Ah, I see that. All right. What do we have in recommendations? Okay, I've got two videos. First up, we have one minute, exactly 60 seconds, of highlights from the North American premiere of Six, this highly buzzed British musical that seems destined for New York in some form or fashion this spring. The show, a pop concert featuring the six wives, or are they ex-wives, of Henry VIII. (laughs) Uh, The Chicago Shakespeare Theater cast features Adriana Hicks, uh, Andrea McCassity, uh, Brittany Mack, Samantha Pauly, Anna Uzeli, and Abby Mueller. Yes, this one is from the Mueller family of Chicago, the first family of Chicago uh, theater. Uh, It's definitely high energy and interesting, has interesting pop hooks, James. 
I'm not sure that I see it as a Broadway show. It's it's pretty short, and it is just effectively a concert with just a very small frame around it. But I think it could do super well off Broadway, and I hope that's the route they go. So, folks, if you haven't seen it or heard this, check out the highlights. And then finally, speaking of things uh, that I think will do well on Broadway and actually going from the number six to seven, the New York Times has seven performances from Tony-nominated shows that were filmed at the Time Center, and they're all in one article from Michael Paulson. They have songs from Stephanie J. Block, Amber Gray, Brooks Ashmanskis, Sarah Stiles, Mary Testa, uh, Rashidra Scott, and George Salazar. If you haven't seen all of those shows, or, or even if you have, they're all great performances, so check them out. Um, a lot of fun to be able to kind of see these uh, performances out of their their shows, but also in a way that really is done in the the heart of the show, James, because a lot of times you see songs performed in concert out of shows. They don't have the, the drama and the character that you normally do, but all of these people, I watched all of them uh, this afternoon. Uh, They give you everything they are giving you on, on their specific Broadway stage. So a lot of fun for people. If you've seen the shows or even if you haven't. And those are not exactly one minute. No, they are all longer than a minute. Yes. <laughs> they are from two and a half to five, I believe, is what I, if in, I remember correctly. In context. Yes. Yes. Fairly. Cool. Excellent. I tell you, the uh, Time Center is like the uh, best new off-Broadway theater that's not used for off-Broadway theaters. <laughs> and we uh, can definitely t- find some good stuff there uh, on, on many days of the week. All right, Matt, why don't you get us out of here? All right, thanks for listening to Today on Broadway. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Broadway Radio. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at BWWMatt. And my name is James Mueller. I get to be a uh, Mueller. You get a Mueller, and you get a Mueller, and you get a Or Mueller. Mueller, yeah. <laughs> so my name is James Reno from BroadwayRadio.com and BroadwayStars.com. Thanks for spending some of your Thursday with us. And Matt and I will be back and talk with you tomorrow. Tomorrow.